Whenever you're ready, just count it down. Oh, you can I'm just... so excited. Let's I'm go. ready. Oh my gosh. I'm ready, man. All right. I'm going to count it do down? It. Yeah, count it down, man. All right. Well, are you going to go... press go on three? I've been recording, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Yeah. And welcome. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Countdown, man. No, no, just go. We'll just go. Everyone, welcome to the next episode of the PT3 podcast. I'm here with Walid Prav and our special guest, Anthony Pinto da Costa. How are you guys doing today? Good, oh, man. man. Amazing. Well, that's an amazing introduction, man. Good job. Oh, that, that was big time, Michael. That was big time. <laughs> I got to give that one to you. <laughs> Jeez, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. So we're here talking with Anthony about mentorship. Um, so we just got a couple questions for Anthony today. And we understand that Anthony took a course in mentorship. Is that right? That's correct, man. A couple courses, actually. So, couple courses. Okay, so yeah. we got an expert on the uh, on the call with you guys today. <laughs> um, so let's start off here. So you want to tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, like your name, um, where you did your undergrad, your master's degree, where you're from, um, and also like why you chose to become a physio, and a little bit about that. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, yeah. So as you guys said, my name's Anthony Pinto da Costa. Um, I was born in uh, Toronto, Ontario, and then uh, at the age of six, I moved to Georgetown, Ontario. It's actually just a small town, uh, 45 minutes west of Toronto, if you guys know where that is. If you don't, no worries. Mm -hmm. Woo, Georgetown. Uh, Georgetown, man. <laughs> big city, big city living. But yeah, um, after I finished high school, you know, I got uh, really interested in the human body, and I was like, you know what? I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I know I want to do something with this. And, you know, I'll probably figure that out in university. So decided to pursue uh, a degree in kinesiology at uh, Western University. Love my experience there. And I think, you know, just uh, the learning experiences that I learned there really pushed me into, uh, you know, diving into the field of physiotherapy. So, you know, graduated there in 2017, got accepted to Queens. Only school I got accepted to when I applied to PT. You know, you only need one yes. So I was very fortunate sure. about that. <laughs> that was um, first try? It was my first try too, yeah. So uh, when I graduated in 2017, just that summer, got accepted and went right into PT school, which I was obviously very fortunate about because um, you know I didn't Definitely. I didn't want to take that gap year. Um, I, I was very headstrong on just you know starting it, going for it. So yeah, I started at Queens and two years there were amazing. Love the city of Kingston. Love just you know discovering a new uh, city, meeting a lot of new people, and just you know, getting into that profession that I, that I've dreamed about. And, you know, now I'm a physio, um, I'm practicing and basically every area of practice that you can think of. So I'm working a couple of days a week at uh, a private clinic called leaps and bounds performance rehab in Oakville where, uh, Michael's from actually. So represent, <laughs> represent. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I also work uh, a couple of days, uh, an acute surgery unit at credit Valley. And then, uh, I kind of leave my Fridays open for casual shifts with uh, Halton Healthcare, which is a three-hospital system in the area. Um, and basically, it's like being a supply teacher. You know, you get called in whenever. And uh, if there's ever a shift available, you know, you just take it. And it can be on any unit that you can imagine. So, you know, you got to be adaptable. It's, uh, it's really fun. Um, I would recommend, you know, starting a career off and a bunch of different areas of practice because you learn so much. So... Uh, yeah, that's that's just a little bit about me, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Gave the audience a, a good picture of uh, how you got there, why you like to be a physio. Um, just to give the audience a little bit of a background about how we know you, 
Um, so the way I met Anthony was actually through a little interview we did for his YouTube channel, which some of you may know, and Instagram channel. Um, it is the Canadian Physio Student, so CBN Physio Student. If you haven't checked him out, I would definitely check out that Please Instagram page and YouTube. Appreciate it was that. awesome. I know Walid <laughs> was talking about, um, you know, and I as well um, went on his YouTube and was watching a lot of his videos um, before I got into PT school. So that was all super helpful. So if anyone needs any tips or anything like that, definitely check out Anthony's page. Um, so when I was doing that interview with Anthony uh, about Casper, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, about a mentorship course that you were taking um, at the time. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that mentorship course? Yeah, for sure, man. So at the time there, um, I was taking something called the Level Up Initiative, and it's actually American-based um, mentorship course. So it's, it's four months. It's free. Um, I would honestly recommend it to anybody um, because, you know, it doesn't go too much into, you know, the clinical side of physio. It kind of just talks about, you know, the things that really, really matter in our patient care. And that's, you know, the importance of communication and facing uncertainty. And I think uh, to, after taking that course, those were, I think, my two biggest takeaways, you know, because I think especially in PT school, like the way we're trained, you know, we we're always trained that we got to have like that black and white textbook answer. Right. And then as you guys are noticing right now on your placements, it's it's just not like that. It's it's very gray out there and and things aren't as systematic and rude as we think they are. And, you know, being tested on these black and white concepts, once you head into that, you know, it, it can kind of just punch you in the face. And you're like, oh, my God, like, dude, do I really know what I'm talking about here? Like, what, what's going on? Like how <laughs> these people are presenting like yeah. crazy. This is not how I was taught. Right. That's so been me for the last week. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're all hundred percent. Yeah, that was me on my placements, man. It's it's still me today. Sometimes you know, and like I'm a year in, but I think the thing that's changed the most is how I've been able to adapt to it and and face those situations, you know. And then just also, you know, the importance of communication, right? I think a lot of that stems from, you know, we we want to know so much about what we do. And, uh, you know, conditions that people present with. And when we know what's going on with somebody, we want to just explain that. Right. And I think like one good example of that is just, um, for example, like one thing that's coming up in my practice a lot is uh, like Osgood Schlatter's disease. You know, you guys learned about that pediatric condition that a lot of athletic adolescents deal with. And, you know, for us, Osgood Schlatter's disease is just it's just a condition that's very manageable. But to a patient, if you say, yeah, you have this disease, they're freaking out, right? So I think Definitely. being able to convey that in a way to them, like, you know, it's not really a disease. It's, this is a normal condition, you know, that's very manageable. You know, we'll face it together and you'll get back to what you can do. That's super important, right? But, you know, as a student, when you first get out there, you just want to tackle it and be like, yeah, this is what it is. You know, you just basically say that you just keep harping on that word disease because you just want to show what you know, but we kind of got to take a step back a little bit and, and really understand how we're communicating with these patients. And I think this mentorship group really helped me out a lot with that. Um, and I've seen it, uh, positively impact my, my patient care. So that it was, it was definitely a good course. 
Yeah, I realized I didn't even really explain too much what it is, but it's like it's just mentorship groups and it's it's through video calls. Like you get assigned a mentor and mm-hmm. you just talk about, you know, cases and uh, articles that they assign to read. It's like a really low commitment. Like it's maybe like one or two articles per month that are like super short, like one to two pages. Um, and you kind of just discuss that and just, you know, even discuss like certain cases that you had in the clinic and there's just other you know pt students kins kairos like a bunch of other people on on like these small focus group calls um and yeah you guys just hash it out but it's it's a it's a really good uh it's a really good program yeah so is it like one-on-one mentorship or is it like you're a group and then there's one mentor yeah so it's one mentor and then there's probably about like six to eight of you um you guys will find it's because it's American based. Like most of the people are American. Like I was the only Canadian in my group, but it's cool. Like you know, that we all deal with the same things, right? It's just yeah. like slightly different there, but you know, sometimes you can get like a Canadian mentor, um, oh. and like other Canadian like PT students or Cairo students there. So that's cool. Yeah, no, it's it was good, man. It was good. Highly recommended. Yeah, that's dude. actually unreal. When you do the like the calls with the mentors, is that one on one or is it is that still in the group? That's a group. So yeah, That's they set up. Okay. They set up like a Zoom, I think, or like a Google Meets, whatever. Yeah. One of those platforms, and then it's like an hour, man. It's an hour every month. So very manageable, and you know, know, lots of learning outcomes. So what, like, prompted you to take this course? Like, what was the reason, or what kind of sparked your interest in it? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you guys do. You guys know Physio Night Out? Have you seen that I've, uh, Instagram I've heard. page? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it's it's like the TED Talks of a physio, and, and it happens at the GTA. They just get some, you know, PT professionals um, in, and uh, they they just talk about selected topics in PT. And I and I went to one of them, and uh, the founder of this Level Up Initiative, uh, actually two founders, their husband and wife, Zach Gabor and uh, Steph Allen, they had a presentation. They talked about it there, and I was like, man, this is this is really good, you know. Um, I, I knew when I came out of PT school, I didn't want to take a bunch of uh, courses that were clinical based. Like I said, I just wanted to harp on, on the basics and know how I could apply that to the best of my ability. And I felt like this course was was perfect for that, you know. So that's why I, I just kind of went full throttle with it. You had me at free. <laughs> yeah, free free big man. We need that, especially once you graduate. <laughs> yeah, you've been paying for all that schooling. You gotta get something. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. So with that course, um, I know in a lot of these courses they throw so much information at you, like so much material, and you can kind of get lost in it. But you always end up walking away with, you know, two or three really important or key takeaways. So with this course, what are some key takeaways that um, that it gave you in that you can kind of apply to your practice? Yeah. So, so those main things, like I said, just like being able to face that uncertainty. Cause like I said, like when, when I was a student and when things didn't present how I thought they would, I would just freak out. Right. Um, but now I'm, I'm able to just kind of roll with it. You know, things still, like I said, a year into practice can confuse me and things just don't make sense no matter how much sense I try to make of them. But, you know, I, I know that uh, I have the skills and I, like these people are seeking me because of my value that I can provide them. 
And no matter what you give to a patient, you're always going to find out something about it. You know, did they respond well to it? Yes or no. If they didn't, then, you know, maybe you change your course of action. Yeah. If they did, then sure, keep going with it. Right. But before I used to just like lose it, I would be like, oh, my God, that interaction was terrible. Like I did all the wrong things. (laughs) This person's not going to come back. But I just don't see it like that anymore. And that has been massive for me massive yeah because one so one thing that since we all started our placements a couple weeks ago one thing that i really noticed during my placement is that i did a few assessments and i gave some treatment plans and the next time i saw the patient i kind of expected them to be able to progress like that's where my mind automatically Mm -hmm. went what progression can i give them okay before i gave them some you know eccentric calf raises for the achilles now they can probably move on to single leg stuff but they didn't tolerate it well and my first thought was wait why did i maybe give them too much right away and then i talked to my my supervisor about it and they said no like sometimes the only way to really find out is to give them something and if Mm -hmm. it's the first visit you know you have to kind of it's like a balancing act right like loading and you know patient care you have to really walk that fine line so yeah I've, i've definitely been seeing that i think i think you guys have too yeah, definitely. No, I actually that happened to me today with uh, a new. I had a new admit today. Uh, we're only two weeks into placement, so there's a lot of uncertainty. But today I was doing a new admit, and uh, you know you got to go through. I got to come up with some exercise because we were doing a PTA referral, and I tried you know some easier stuff, and that was going well. And then I kind of tried something more difficult, and that was way too challenging. Mm-hmm. So you know you got to find that middle ground. Um, So it's kind of that whole problem solving, being uncertain about things kind of all ties together because you got to kind of venture out and try some of those other things and then you can kind of pull back a bit if that happens. So there's been, there's been a lot of uncertainty. That's for sure. hundred percent, man. I think, yeah, like you guys said, the the biggest thing is no matter what you give, it's going to give you information that you can apply to the next session or the next encounter that you have with that. I think I think the biggest part of it is is that it forces you to kind of do that critical thinking aspect of it. Like you have to mm-hmm. kind of think on your feet. Like sometimes, like perhaps patient, like that wasn't progressing even with the maybe even the perfect treatment. Like it kind of just makes you just scratch your head and question yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think I think it's hard. I think it's very hard. Um, which is gonna transition right here. Like I just wanted to ask Anthony. Aside from the course, was there any moment for you where you kind of questioned yourself and, you know, like, what was that experience like and what did you do to overcome that? Yeah, man, that's that's a big question, you know. Uh, Early on, I think one thing that I always think of is when I had that first initial assessment when I wasn't a student anymore. I was a PT resident. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being in the room and, you know, I looked over my left shoulder, looked over my right shoulder and I'm like, there is no CI here anymore. Can I actually do this? Like, am I actually going to be able to do this? Cause you know, like on my fifth placement, for example, like I felt like I was independent, you know, I'm ready for practice. Right. But at the end of the day, you always know if say something goes wrong, right. Yeah. I know my CI is there to lean on. And she exactly. will be able to help me no matter what. So there's always like there's that little bit of a safety um, net. yeah of a safety yeah. net exactly yeah. right. 
But this time I was like, I don't have that. And even like I was alone in the clinic. I was the only therapist there. I was just a brand new PT resident. And, uh, you know, I kind of just had to, you know, get on my harness and say, you know what, like, I got this, right? I got this. And, you know, it obviously didn't go as well as I wanted it to go. But, I, you know, you kind of just, you got to go easy on yourself and be like, you know, you're new to this. And it's going to take time, just like anything. You know, obviously, we have like the best training in the world. Like Canada's awesome for physio. But at the end of the day, you still got to get your reps in even after mm-hmm. finishing the sure. six-year endeavor yeah. that we just did. 100%. Right. Right. I love that message. That was yeah, beautiful. Especially for, yeah, I, like honestly, that helps so, so much. So many students probably you know, listening to this right now. People yeah. Going through their internships. Guys, Anthony has approved it. It's okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay man. It's There's okay. always going to be uncertainty there. Even when we start and repeat residents. It's good to know that though, honestly. Like as, as students... Yeah, you're so right that we have like every day I go in, I know that my CIs are there. I know there's other healthcare professionals there that I can, I, they're like mentors, right? But mm-hmm. then, you know, once you're in, in the real world and no one's there, who, who's there to lean on? And ha- so has there been mentors um, that you've kind of connected with now to lean on, um, like for your practice or for other things? Is, is there anyone like in particular? Totally, man. So... Like at the clinic, for example, like both at the clinic and the hospital, I got I got really good mentors. So at the clinic, Pat, uh, he's the owner of Leaps and Bounds, and, and he's been awesome, right? Like from the beginning, um, even when we were just like settling my contract and everything, we talked about uh, having some, some scheduled mentorship sessions mm-hmm. where I could discuss some cases with him. You know, he can discuss his cases with me, and we could just kind of hash out how we would go about handling them. You know, and that helped out a ton because, you know, you don't get a lot of that in school. Obviously, you go over cases, but you're kind of just going over the things that you have to know for the test. Whereas this, we talk a lot about communication and, uh, you know, maybe there's other people involved, like the family members and just like, you know, managing people and managing your own practice like that. That's something you learn in the field. It's not something you learn too much in school. So that that helped out a lot. And then. In the hospital for me, like the, the physios on the team there have, have been amazing, right? And I, from the beginning, I said to them, I was like, look, I've had two placements in the hospital and I haven't been in the hospital for a year, you know? So like, I'm obviously going to be a little bit slow on this. Um, so if you guys have any tips or anything that you can tell me that helped you when you were in my position, please send them over because I'm down for it. You know, I'm just, I'm just a sponge. I'm just here to soak it all in. And honestly, man, without those two experience, the mentorship experiences, like I would, I would definitely be a little bit lost. So I'm super grateful for them. And any, any area of practice you go into, you got to basically just find your mentor, find that person that you can lean on a little bit. Um, Cause they're, they're definitely going to help you get through it. Yeah, for sure. Like um, one thing that I saw on my placement was I was kind of shadowing multiple therapists. So when my CI was busy, I didn't want to just kind of wait around. And so I would kind of insert myself and ask if I can shadow other people. And it's really interesting to see the different approaches as well, because everyone has a slightly different approach to therapy, right? So mm-hmm. one one therapist might be very manual therapy based, but then you shadow a different one and they're super exercise prescription based. They're, they're very into that side of things. So I feel like 
in these positions where you have mentors or like multiple people you can learn from, it's really good to try to incorporate the things about their practice that you like and kind of soak it all in, like you were saying, being a sponge and kind of taking in that inspiration and knowledge from different sources, which is really good um, during placements where there's multiple people kind of working around you, especially in what I noticed during private practice. So, I, yeah, I definitely agree yeah. with, with that point for sure. Yeah. Even in the hospital setting as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going through rounds, you have healthcare professionals from everywhere. You got nurses, OTs, SOPs, doctors, social work, you got everything. And, you know, we have the rounds meetings and we have meetings in the morning and we, we speak with each other and I'm learning so much from the PTs. Like I have two PTCIs, um, but I'm learning so much from the other healthcare professionals while just reading mm-hmm. their like notes um, and, t- and speaking with them. I'm learning a ton. So having that hospital setting experience has been super helpful as well. So totally lean, lean on, yeah, lean on people, you know, ask them questions, figure out, because, you know, especially for if you're on placement right now, um, you know, you might only be there for five, six weeks or, or you know, it's a limited time, right? It's going to it's gonna end at some point. So take in as much as you can right, while you're there. 100%, man. I think there's, I think there's a lot of uh, physios now, especially like in my position who just graduated last year who actually look back on placement and they're like, man, I wish I took more advantage of these experiences. Like I wish I shadowed other therapists. I wish I shadowed um, other professionals so I could learn as much as I can. But like, you're not thinking about that too mm-hmm. much when you're there. Cause you're just, you're just trying to get through the day. You're just trying to learn what you're supposed to do. And you're not really thinking about how valuable that experience is that you have there. So a hundred percent agree with that, man. Kind of a side question, but related mm-hmm. to what you were just saying, what do you think are some things that we should be yeah. kind of paying attention to during our placements exactly that maybe maybe we didn't don't realize? Like we're just trying to kind of get through the day and learn because there's so much information. But what's what are like maybe two or three things that you think are really important to pay attention to during placements? Yeah, I guess just um, just knowing like how just like really appreciating that your CI is like willing to take on a student, you know, like I think because we've all, we all have placements and they're all readily available for us. Just know that it's, it's a, it's a very small minority of PTs who are actually taking on students, you know, mm-hmm. like you guys have what, like a hundred people in your class or something like that. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's 20,000 therapists in Canada. Right. Wow. So there's yeah. only there's only a few that are actually taking on students. So it's it's a big responsibility. So just I think just even, you know, knowing what, you know, the therapist is taking on on top of their work um, is something to definitely look look at. And even just um, I think, honestly, like time management and just managing patients, that's a big thing because, you, you know, you're just especially when you have an assessment like you're not you're not really thinking too much about that. You're just trying to do the assessment. You're trying to do the treatment, but you're not really thinking about how, you know, we have to manage our time and manage our own practice. Um, those are things that you kind of start looking at a little bit more when you actually get into practice. So I think those two things just off the top of my head, I probably have a little bit more, but um, off the top of my head, I would say those two things. Awesome. Yeah, no, those are definitely, those are all really helpful tips and definitely for, I'm sure there's a lot of other PT students, you know, across Canada and North America that are on placement right now. And, you know, if you're listening to this, that's some great advice that you're providing them. And I'm sure a lot of 
the UFTPT students will be listening and, you know, some takeaways for our placements, definitely for the placement that I'm on. Um, keeping that in the back of my head will be crucial. Um, just wondering, so you spoke about how there's so many PTs in Canada and there's so few that are actually, um, like their mentors, like they're choosing to take on a student because it's such a big role. Uh, what are like, what are some ways that people can actually get involved and become a mentor? Yeah. Would you say like more in like a PT context, like as a student? Yeah. Like say, like say, say for you, for example, like if you want to take on a student like what like what are some ways that you can like uh organizations or schools or, or something like that like wh- who would you like who could you reach out to to actually become a mentor if, you, if you're interested in taking a student yeah so yeah if, you, if you're a physio like you want to take a student you can obviously just reach out to the to the schools um i think another great way to you know be a mentor though is to actually just take advantage of uh, social media platforms that we have, you know, as opposed to just going to um, some type of organization. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it, it's obviously a little bit tough right now with COVID, but I think, you know, reaching out to somebody is a lot easier when you actually see um, their passion for whatever field it is that you're interested in. So if you see, like, for example, you know, they have like an Instagram page or, or a YouTube channel or, you know, Twitter feed, something like that. And, they're obviously super into what you're into as well. Um, I think that's a great way to show that, you know, you're open to being a mentor, for example, you know, and mm-hmm. I think uh, people are going to reach out to you and a little bit more because uh, you're obviously showing that you're very passionate about the field. Um, yeah, kind of related to that. I saw a post from you. I don't know if it was recent or a couple of weeks ago, but it was about the saturation of um, physiotherapy social media accounts. So could you just speak a little bit to that? Like I know mm. on your post, you you talked about it, but I know a lot of people are starting these accounts lately and people are becoming concerned about if I start one, how will I stand out? Will it just seem like I'm doing this for some type of career gain or something when I actually care about the field? Like what are some ways that you think people can get past this feeling and try to stand out when they're on these platforms? Yeah, I love that you bring that up, man. Cause yeah, as you guys have seen, there's been just an influx of of different types of pages these days, right? Yeah. Um, But I think it's awesome, man. Like I, I, I love it. Because it's it's just showing more advocacy for our profession, and it just shows how passionate people are in this field, which I love. You know, there's so many people that you can reach out to, and I think you know, I would just say to people like, don't think too hard about how to stand out. You know, you're already standing out just by being you. You know, like you're gonna have a different lens of PT, you're gonna have a different view, and whatever that is, you can get that out there. Plus, I think what a lot of people underestimate too is that, you know, say for example, somebody doesn't know anything about PT. You know, there's so many people who just don't know that Instagram or rehab physiotherapy exists, right? So you could actually be the first page somebody comes across. Right. So if you're that first page, you're that first point of content, you're going to be unique to them. So I think you know, just knowing that you always have your own story to share and whatever you put out there is can potentially provide value to other people, even if it's just one person, just always going with that mentality. Even if you could just help one person, I know it's very cliche, 
but that's what's going to get you over the hump. You know, like, for example, like when I started Canadian Physio Student, like I basically just wanted to put out resources that I wish I had when I was applying to PT school, you know, and for sure, if and I you were like just helped one. one yeah, man. Like I, I just, I just wanted to do it, man. I just yeah. wanted to to take the reins on that. And honestly, Mike, I don't know if I told you this before, but you were probably one of the first people who actually messaged me. Really? You know? And like, wow. one of the first, man. Like you were, you were quick. You were quick. And honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you were wow. you were hopped on it, man. Like one of the first That's people. Awesome. I always remember it. You know. And wow. when I first started, like obviously, like you know, you're scared. You don't you don't want to put out like your face or your opinions out into the world, especially on social media, because, you know, they're open for judgment. You know, I was doubting myself here and there, especially just starting. I'm like, is this really worth it? And then just getting a message from Michael there, I was like, man, I helped oh, one person. Wow. This was awesome. You know, wow. and that's kind of, that kind of shows how, you know, a mentor and a mentee can both get benefit, right? Because yes. Michael was obviously in a pursuit to get to PT school. Look at him now, man, he's here. And for me, that was obviously very important for me that he reached out because it kind of solidified that, you know, maybe what I'm doing here is actually helping me out. So just know, like, you can get people like that. People are probably going to reach out and you're you're able to provide that value. So I just say, just, just go for it, man. Just go That's for amazing. it. I love it. Yeah, That's it was awesome. it was so it's so helpful. Like when we were applying for PT school, like no one I remember telling you, like I was searching up like, you know, videos on like applying and just trying to get some like tips and stuff like no one had it was nothing. And then your page just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, someone's doing this for cat like uh, for <laughs> Canadian uh, physio schools. This is amazing. And then I was yeah. like, it's so appreciative. I'm like, I got to message you. And that's kind of how it all kick started. But yeah, like your like, content is awesome. So we're definitely gonna link that. Yeah, we'll link that in the bio. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's crazy though because, like, for me, like, I, I mean, most of you guys know my story now. Like, it took me a while to get in. Honestly, on the third try, I was so happy that I found this guy's page. I was like, who? What the heck is this Canadian? Page or something? <laughs> and then I watched his first video, and I, I think it was about he was giving tips on how to write the cap or something like that, or maybe tips on wait, Casper, it was tips on. Casper. Thing. It wasn't even no. Uh, it wasn't no, that was, was Michael. Giving, no, no, no. I'm talking about Anthony. Like, I, yeah, that would have been cap for you. That would have been cap for you. Yeah. With, yeah, with Ali. Yeah. So, so when I watched it, I was like, "How does this guy only have like 577 views?" It doesn't <laughs> <make> sense. <laughs> Should be famous. I was honestly then. I, then I was just on like a rant. Like I was just like going. Like I was just lost in his YouTube page at that point. And honestly. <laughs> It was so, so useful because it was so particular about what my situation was. And I was just grateful that the, someone was there that kind of guided virtually to like through my journey. Man, love and, to hear that. That's uh, That means a lot, man. Yeah, it's a, you're a mentor to tons of physios, like students and people yeah. in other healthcare professions, if you, if you think about it. Yo, and the it crazy is awesome. thing is this, this mentor is taking mentorship classes. That's crazy. You're always a student, man. You're always that's, a student. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean, man. That's amazing. You know, that that's you just we we you guys have probably heard the buzzwords lifelong learning. Yeah. Always oh, yeah. a student. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you probably heard that a bunch <laughs> of times in your program. So just know you're like you know, you get out there, you start at ground zero. Just always always be open to learning. I love it. I love it. Yeah man. Um, 
I just okay. I think I think we're we're good. I just had one last question. Unless any of you guys Go had anything it. else you wanted to to ask. All you, bro. Oh, All you. It's all yeah. you. End I, it off, man. Yeah, I, it's more. It's not really about us or even mentorship, but just going back to the lifelong learning thing you were talking about. What are some next steps for you in your physio career? What are some things you want to continue learning and developing on in your own skill set and your practice? What What are your you know future plans as a physio? Yeah, man. I think uh, for me, like, still just you know, just get my craft up with this thing, you know, just becoming a better therapist every day and just learning from the interactions that I've had just yesterday and getting better at them on the next day. Um, and then, you know, once I feel like I'm at that point in my career where my, my patient care is, is pretty good, I feel confident in it. I definitely want to start learning a little bit more about the business side of PT as well. You know, I, I do that right. still like, intermittently um i'm not usually when i want to learn something i go all in on it um and just like kind of zone out everything else uh but you know i just pick up on things here or there because you know clinic ownership is definitely something that i would i would definitely want to get into but as of right now i would say just learning as much as i can from every day that i'm in the clinic or the hospital and just applying the things that I learn from different areas of practice into right. those other areas of practice, right? So right. if you guys say you want to be a private practice PT, underestimate those hospital placements because you learn in those hospitals is going to be super applicable to your private practice and vice versa. There's so much to gain from it. So again, just, just being that student on a, on a daily basis, I think is is my main goal. It's my main goal right now. I love it, man. Those, yeah, those are some wise, wise words and some wise tips. <laughs> I love Definitely. it. Man, I appreciate yeah. you guys having me on too, man. Like this, of course. this is awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Celebrity. <laughs> exactly. I was listening to all the episodes, man. As soon awesome. as you guys dropped, well, I was really there. Appreciate that. Oh, Honestly, yeah. really yeah. appreciate that. Like yeah. when you when we were first making episodes and you shared it on our story, I remember. I remember me and Waleed specifically, and I Michael too. Big around, but we were hyped, <laughs> man. We were, we were feeling it, man. We were, yeah. we were feeling the love. So yeah, yeah, thanks a lot for for hopping on and you know being so supportive to us and well not only us but all the physio students that you've been helping yeah. with your page. We really appreciate that you're taking the time out of your your busy schedule to you know provide mm-hmm. some value for us. So yeah yeah we're gonna put so guys we're gonna put anthony's instagram and his youtube channel in the link follow yeah please follow him before he blows up don't don't be saying it to me after (laughs) don't be upset there's this episode there's evidence on this episode hop on the train hop on the train before it's gone i told you but yeah guys guys, i appreciate that yeah so this has been the pc3 podcast everybody hope you guys are staying safe have a great day and See you. Peace out. I can hear the music right now.